Jared, the football genius Burgess. I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And this is episode 89 of the Fields of the Real yes, Podcast. Yes. You know what? Let me quickly address something. Because one of my teammates got in the group chat the other day and was like, the football genius. Shout out to J Boy. And then he put, you know, something a little, you know, to to grab not, and not, say on yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can t- yeah. Let me not say <laughs> So to you, J-Boy, if you're listening, and I'm going to post this as a clip. This was a name given to me. (laughs) I didn't give it to myself. That's right. So shut up. (laughs) That's right. You got a problem with him being called a football genius. Come see me because I gave him that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm going to send this especially to him, too. (laughs) Please do. Please do. Tell him he can reach me at the advantage coach. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it. Right. Yeah. Nah, but let's get into it. We uh uh uh-uh, hold on, I got one thing. Oh, one okay. Thing I'm sorry. Before we get started. It's okay. Uh-huh. Listen, everybody, first of all, I'm a horrible big sister. But <clears throat> and y'all just got to deal with y'all, me today. Have to I have to us. wear these headphones <laughs> that don't work for me. So I'm gonna be doing this all all the time. But uh, I'm a horrible big sister because my brother's birthday was Uh. Tuesday. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking about. I had the wrong date. But y'all help me give my brother some love and some shout outs, please, Uh, for uh, a happy birthday to you, you, Mr. Jared. So, yes. I am getting old. I am 37 years old. What does that mean? I buy that up. Well, no, I'm not. Well, you know, black women, especially black women, go backwards. At a certain age, old. black women just start counting. Stop. Backwards. <laughs> no, my little cousin said that to me. Said she, so you're just gonna stop aging? That's, that's what you're doing? <laughs> like, if you think so, uh-huh. sure. <laughs> Man, but so yeah, you. no, I wanted to make sure give you some love. I love you, brother. I love you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, um, let's jump into this. Who's really right? Because okay. you know the the this who's really right. Um, I feel like our last few have been like us meeting in the middle almost. Yeah, yeah. This is it, this is huh? I say yeah. We ain't really been yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and this one's kind of another because when we talked about it. Um, <laughs> we we both were kind of on the same line of it, but yeah. um, I guess we just had, we were coming from two different areas to meet in the middle when we did. <laughs> but this Who's Really Right is about Josh Gordon's reinstatement. Um, and for those of you who don't know Josh Gordon, he um, was a wide receiver in the NFL. He came from Baylor University, played on that team with, uh, played on that team with Robert Griffin III. Mm-hmm. And he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns, probably the worst place he can go because he was a wide receiver with Johnny Manziel, who was battling his own demons. 
Um, and <clears throat> I'm not even going to dig into his background because that's a whole other story, yeah. but I guess it does lead to this. But since being in the NFL, he's had quite a few um, issues with sobriety. And so uh, one of his last uh, stints, he had played for the Seahawks with uh, Pete Carroll and he was suspended again. Indefinitely. You, indefinitely. And you reminded me. This was me that, number eight. Oh, okay. So I, I was thinking six. So this is number eight. So it wasn't, sometimes it was the team suspension and sometimes, I think he had six league NFL. suspensions okay. and then two team suspensions. Team. Yeah. Um, so with all of that, and that, yeah. so we'll go with the number eight because I feel like when yeah. the team suspends you, like they, they're probably trying to, you know, be proactive and not yeah. the NFL, you know, right. suspending you. Yeah. Uh, who's really right is do we think it's a good idea for him to be reinstated? Yeah. Um, and this is probably the area where we differed, but right. we came back to the middle. So, <laughs> right. As always, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> not really but okay uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> no but um i do not think this is a good idea um at this point right now um and we've had this conversation about uh antonio brown and um my reasoning is simple i feel like the league is failing these guys in that you are just, you just need the paper. You just need them out there to make the paper. You just need them out there because they're superstars. They're good at what they do and they bring revenue. You're not thinking in terms of the individual, the human, the person, the struggles that they're going through. Now, mind you, um, some of this with Josh Gordon has been about performance enhancing drugs, mm -hmm. not just substances that are illegal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so, um, but I feel like either way, it's an addiction. Mm -hmm. And just like I feel like Antonio Brown's situation is one of mental health issue. Mm -hmm. I feel like addiction is in the DSM as mm -hmm. well. As, as well, yeah. As a mental health issue. And therefore, I feel like they're failing them on the mental health side of this. Mm -hmm. In that you are essentially, listen, I was, you were education, you were in education, I was in education, so we mm -hmm. understand the terminology that I'm about to use. It is uh, negative reinforcement. Mm -hmm. You are rewarding bad behavior. Right. You are not allowing or thinking of these young men in terms of what is best for them. Mm -hmm. um, I know that people say, but they need that in order to, but uh, mm -hmm. I don't know about that. One. I don't know. I feel like if you really want him to be a top-notch top receiver in the league, help him get what he needs right. first before you bring him back. I'm not right. saying he should not be able to come back. I'm yeah. saying until you know mm -hmm. for sure that he is <laughs> truly on the road to recovery because we all know that addicts are a day-to-day, -day, addiction is a day-to-day -day battle. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can just be cured from addiction. 
But when you know that he is strong and in a space that he is assuredly going to be okay when Mm -hmm. he makes that return, then that's when he needs to come back. So I feel like right now, I, and 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 let me just say I don't know what they've been doing behind the scenes. I don't. Right. I know that you know the Seahawks have been really um, behind this young man mm-hmm. since they since they brought him in last year. Right. Um, I think I read Russell Wilson has been kind of like almost like a mentor, kind of yeah. trying to help him along. They really bonded, and he's mm-hmm. really he's really fond of him. And right. so I hope that we know Russell is a good guy. Josh yeah. is a good guy. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that Russell, you know, has a pretty stable life mm-hmm. that we know of. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I hope that his influence has been positive for him. Um, there's no doubt about his talent. Like somebody posted, he posted video of him like working out or something. Okay. And and like you know, saying he's ready because I think he yeah. gets to play in week fifteen, their last two games. Oh wow! He okay. gets to play because he gets tested today. Okay. And then he gets to start practicing Wednesday if his tests go back negative for the next four days. Okay. So, um, yeah, he just I just so, so for me, my care, you know, you know where my heart is with all of this. I love right. the games. I mm-hmm. love to watch football. I love that. I love all the games. But the, yeah. the human being is first and foremost, in my opinion, what's what matters most. And and so making sure he's whole and healthy in right. all aspects of his life are what should be the priority. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think where I come from with this, I, I I'm I'm certainly for the reinstatement, and and this is kind of where our our uh, mm-hmm. our views parallel. I, I feel like they're one, like you said there should have been some criteria that he needed to meet before being reinstated. Well, he is on a, it is a, I don't know the word they use, but kind of like a probationary reinstatement. Right. Well, well, I mean, and more than just like being tested, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we know yeah. that athletes have talked about, have been very yeah. candid about, you know, being able to pass tests. Yeah. And so I think it has to be more than that. I think that, you know, um, and we know that anything you do with your, I, I think he should be required to have some sort of counseling. I should, and I think all of those things, like leading up to um, him being reinstated, like those things should be met. But afterwards, I think that there also needs to be some things in place in order to make sure that he doesn't have a relapse. Because like you said, you know, with addicts, it's a day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there like he may have been on a straight and narrow for a year and then you know after a few weeks of playing football or a few weeks in this environment he gets that feeling again mm-hmm. and so um I, I i think that i think that he should be reinstated i think it is a good idea um and one of the things like i, I think that we do look at, I mean, we look at sports as a privilege and it is right. Especially when you're on the lower level right. at this level though, you know, it's a job mm-hmm. and um, actually I, I don't want to make that point. Cause I, I, I still, 
I think that making this point would absolve the NFL of doing anything to help him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, let me retract that, y'all. <laughs> but to, to my first point, I just think that there, there needs to be some, some measures set up for him to meet. And if he meets those, definitely should be reinstated. You know, and you have to put some things around him. I know that, uh, you know, I watch the Pat McAfee show all the time. Um, love that guy. <laughs> but <laughs> he talked about, you know, when he had gotten the, the DUI mm-hmm. and how he had gotten placed in the program um, with the NFL and how they were on him constantly, like, you know, randomly showing up at his house for tests. Um, they would <clears throat> have somebody come to the hotel. I want to say somebody came to the hotel at like two o'clock in the morning to That's test. right. Hey. You know, and so I think those things like like if those things are in place, not to say that they are totally a deterrent, especially for someone who isn't at it, but um it'll at least like help and alleviate, you know It'll be some accountability, essentially. Right, right definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I, mean, I see it, but I, I, yeah. yeah, you need a babysitter. We saw, yeah. talked about this last night. I mm-hmm. mean, essentially, if which is crazy to me, but because to your point that you stopped on your professional, it's your career, but but you need a babysitter. Yeah. And this maybe you had to pay for your own babysitter. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need a person that you just say, this is my accountability partner. I'm paying this person. You know what I'm saying? To make sure I stay on track, blah, 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 blah. Um, To keep me, if I feel in some kind of, you know what I mean? Maybe he he might have a sponsor because that's kind of what they do. But you need need more than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's with Mm -hmm. you. I won't say 24-7 because, but it's with you the bulk of your time. When you're not on the field, yeah. Or in the weight room <clears throat> mm-hmm. or sleep. Right. Yeah. So, now, that's why that's why I was like, uh, I'm sure then nobody wants to sit there and watch him sleep. No, no. Watch him well, sleep. When you even sleep, though, no. Yeah. Right. You might wake up in the middle of the room, right? <laughs> no, we just playing. But yeah. yeah. It's 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 it, it I, I like this is not this is this is not I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope he does well. That's Me what too. I'm gonna say. Me too. I, I hope he I hope does. This time well. is different, you know. I hope he does the same for Antonio Brown. I yeah. hope that this, mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So y'all, let us know what y'all think. Who's really yeah. right? Even though I don't even know if you can really. <laughs> well, the who's really, really right? Because the question we were we were on was, opposite sides of the question. Yeah. Is it should he be idea? reinstated or should he not be reinstated? Is it yeah. a good idea? And I say no, and you say and yes. I say yeah. So, yeah. okay, so yeah. if you agree with Stephanie and you don't feel like he should be reinstated, let us know. And if you agree with me and you feel like he should with parameters, like, then, yeah. 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 Vote. I ain't going to be mad either way with this one. You <laughs> yeah, know what me I mean? Neither, yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 this is truly one of those I can understand both sides. Like, yeah. Truly. Yeah. All right. All right, now, so Vanderbilt made the decision to fire Derek Mason, um, Mm -hmm. one of the few black head coaches in the Power Five, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And this brings up 
I won't even say it's interesting. It's sad at this point. It um, is. On, on all levels. It brings up the question about the appreciation of black coaches, yeah. especially in a sport that is pretty much dominated by black athletes. Um, I, how do you feel? How do you feel about when when you hear stories like this, especially at a school like Vanderbilt, where mm. obviously they it, want to be good in football? They're the David and the Goliath. That's what I say. Yeah. Like it is. It's a. I mean, it literally is a David and Goliath thing because mm-hmm. you play in a in a conference that is full of juggernauts, right? And you're expected to compete with that. First of all, when you've got more restrictive um, measures as far as academic, being able to get into the school, right. um, it's just a lot of things that just, yeah. Um, but ask me your question again. I'm sorry about no, how do I, I feel about? Yeah, how, do, how does that make you feel? Like, I, and not even just, not even just Derek Mason. When you right. look at the landscape of football, and you see someone right. like a a Steve Wilkes from Arizona who got the boot after a year. Yeah. Um, no, it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think that's the, that's the, it. So the reason I even, reason I even kind of looked at this as an opportunity for us to have this discussion is, is an article I read mm-hmm. and the article, the author of the article talked about, he was talking about just what we're talking about now and, and how so few African-American coaches get opportunities. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he said, he wrote an article back in 96, I believe he said, where he mm-hmm. talked about at the time it might've been three. Yeah. Like coaches. And then 98, it was zero. Mm-hmm. And then now he was like, but here we are in 2020 having this exact same conversation. Whereas he was like, my hope would have been that we would have seen some, some progress in this. Mm-hmm. And we would have seen this look, this landscape look different. Um, and so it just, it's baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's not. Because I look at it from the standpoint of any other well, not any other, but most of the time, let's just take corporate America. Most of the time people um, start out in entry level positions and work their way up, right? Right. So, because they are assumed to be, because their their knowledge, they're gaining knowledge of the company, the insides and outs of what hap- what's happening. They mm-hmm. feel like they're the best candidates to you know take things further what is different about someone who has played this sport since they were for most of them have Mm -hmm. played this sport or been involved in this sport whether they played it or not Mm -hmm. since they were young right so you think 60 to 70 percent of the athletes that play football are Mm african-americans So you're trying to tell me, and we've had the conversation, so it's not me being throwing shade when I say you you played the game, but you knew mm-hmm. culture wasn't for you. Right. But who's to say the other 
know, 80% of the players that play with you wouldn't make fantastic coaches. Right. Because yeah. of their knowledge of the game. Because mm -hmm. of what that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't understand how that's not the same logic that's used <laughs> when it comes to coaching. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, other even, than the society and how we live in this world, in this country, that we're inferior right. in some ways. Like, we're not able to... I don't understand it. It doesn't not, make sense. Not even just coaching, but, like, the administrative... Or yeah. Because I, I, I won't say the name of the, the place, but, you know, I kind of dealt with this too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, there was a job that I was excited about i thought mm -hmm. that i could you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i thought that i was the person the person yeah. for this job and yeah. you know, i was so like oh yeah now nah, we looking for somebody who who probably has a little more experience mm -hmm. <laughs> which i'm like i've been on both sides of this thing like right who has more experience than me right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right so I, I mean, and I won't necessarily say it was a, a race thing or anything like that, mm -hmm. even though the person um, who occupies that position now doesn't look like okay. us. Okay. That's neither here nor that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it to say, like, opportunities, because of this this institutionalized, like, the, and that's, that's the thing about racism. It's, it's not the people. It's the institution right. for the most part. Yeah. There's an institutionalized path thinking. Thing, yes. And that every little piece brings itself together for this institution. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's just, it's disappointing to see, you know, it's disappointing when you see someone like, thank God for the roomies. Thank yeah. God for them. Right. Because yeah. that was a huge thing. Yeah. 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 Like, like they, they are truly trying to push change when it comes to this area. And yeah. they not doing it by words and lip service. They doing it by, right. you know, deeds and actions. Like you can right. see, right. There've been a few times where someone in the media would say that, uh, Mike Tomlin was on the hot seat. Yeah. No. And they come out immediately and no. dispel that myth. Uh, right. No, he's not. No. Yeah. No, he, no. Yeah. And look at him now, like a couple of years ago, um, I, I don't think he's ever had a losing record, but he was something like, no, he eight. hasn't. Yeah. You know, and if you think to yourself, well, we should have been a 12 and four team. And you say you, you hate, you hastily fire him. You right. don't know what you're getting in return. And exactly. you may not have this 11 and 0 season that you have right now. That's right. That's right. Um, and it's just, it's disappointing. And I really know is. that his record back to Derek, I know yeah. his record hasn't been like stellar, Right. But again, you've got to look at the whole, the whole, yeah, you got to look at the whole thing because there's no way this man, of course, he's not beating SEC teams. He don't have the talent to be SEC teams. Exactly. No, no, not to the kids, but real talk. Oh, that's, that's like, true. We talk about it all the time. That's, SEC is like the little NFL. Those are grown yeah. men. <laughs> right. Like grown, grown men. So it's just, I mean, yeah, it's it, and, and the fact that you did it now, like not even giving the man a chance End to finish season. out the season, like just, I mean, because the one thing I'll say about him is, regard, and they said this in their little PC statement, mm -hmm. that um, he is, um, he is for these kids. Yeah. You can see it sideline. 
he passionate about the football, but you can tell so, yeah. it's about him making men and women because he did have a, a female on his team. Right. So, yeah. And, and that's the place where you want to have someone like him. Exactly. Like that. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is disappointing. Yeah, it just, it is. I was, um, yeah. Yeah. So all the article I was reading is the lack of black college football coaches is still glaring and so are the excuses behind it by, uh, Ivan Marcel. Okay. Mansell, Mansell, Mansell. Mansell. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it's just really disheartening. Yeah. Um. And and it, and until it's, I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know. And 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 give kudos to 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 your team too, your your professional team. <laughs> Those, uh, the football team. Uh-huh, yeah, that football. Oh, you, you mean the Seahawks? No, don't play. <laughs> your team. Get, you got to get him some props, uh-huh. even though I don't. I know how you feel about Daniel Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, still, some props because of the hires they've made oh, recently. Yeah. You Definitely. know what I mean? Because yeah. Ron Rivera is not white either. Mm. So. And the yeah. uh, the the new GM. GM, that's what I'm talking right. about. Yeah. And yeah. I want to say, oh no, that was the NFL who made that hire. I think the director of security for the NFL is a woman mm-hmm. who used to be the chief of police of Washington, DC. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that's okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if Arthur Blank didn't do something similar. Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that he's got to look for a new GM. New GM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Me either. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Nate Robinson. Now, let me say, I don't know if this was a who's really right or not, but it, it probably, I, I think it was. Because um, you said unequivocally that you did not want to see this. Not at all. And, and didn't watch it, not, just so y'all know. Yeah. Well, neither did I. I, I saw the highlights. <laughs> I did see the highlights. Did not watch it. Um, I, saw the, I saw the knockout. And what? I just want to say that I, I, I was wrong, guys. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I so I know that with the science of boxing, you cannot just step into a ring and think that you're <laughs> going to be successful. I was trying not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that you can do it. Like some of these guys who are like top boxers with the, with the exception of Deontay Wilder, I, I want to say he started like late teens. Um, some of these guys have been boxing since they were like young, five, six, seven, right? Maybe a little bit older, but basically like as an adolescent. There's no way that even a few months of learning how to box that you get the science of boxing. And you can see, and, and then in the, uh, the flashes that I saw, the highlights of the, the fight that I saw, that the mentality that um, Nate Robinson took into that fight was the very mentality that gets you knocked out cold the way he did. Because it looked like he may have learned a bit of offense, 
but they didn't teach him anything about defense <laughs> because every time he would get hit and he would get frustrated, he would charge forward, which with the, the I don't know if it was two or three knockdowns that I saw. Um, Jake, what's his name? Jake Paul? Paul, oh, yeah. Yeah. He just kept throwing overhand rights. Every time he charged in, and it's like Nate Robinson just did not see them coming. And when you learn boxing, you understand the way people are trying to set you up to hit you and to hurt you. And he just didn't learn that in... Well, he stepped right into him, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, you can't just be an athlete. <laughs> That's what That was the mentality, though. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm fast. I'm an athlete. I can get in here. This ain't no big deal. Right. Like you thought you were Sugar Ray Leonard or something, yeah. like where you was dancing around, running mm -hmm. with your feet and all this kind of stuff. Bruh, just please. <sighs> and somebody broke this. I think they tweeted it out. I don't know who it was, so forgive me. But And I will agree with them that it is kudos to him for trying something different. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. However, can you go try something that's a little less <laughs> a little less dangerous for you potentially in the long run? Cause that that knockout was ugly. Yeah. It was ugly. I ain't even gonna listen. All I could do was laugh. I'm sorry. It was wrong. <laughs> I know it is. Look, but as, as soon as I saw that it happened, the first thing I you knew was Stephanie said that she didn't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's it that was it like oh no this ain't finna work it's not gonna be cute at all yeah. i knew better i knew better yeah so yeah but again kudos to you for trying sir yeah you got now, go, go sit down that's yeah, not yeah, your yeah, lane yeah, right <laughs> please don't try again you you, you you see now that this ain't this ain't what this you ain't want. your lane so. <laughs> it ain't what you want that's right <laughs> oh man Oh well, God! So, so let's move over to the uh, the Tyson Roy Jones fight, and I think so. Again, I didn't watch that one either, but I saw the highlights. And you said you didn't want to see this fight either. Nope. And looking at how much clinching Roy Jones was doing, I I don't understand why so many people said it was super entertaining, but the one thing I will say about it is that. Tyson looked sharp and maybe it was because Roy Jones. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess maybe I'm reliving my childhood because Mike Tyson okay. was, was big. And so was yeah. Roy Jones. Like, yeah, I, honestly, I felt like Roy Jones is more of a technical boxer than you said Tyson that when we did. talked about this. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but Mike Tyson looked way sharper. He looked, he looked like he was in way more shape than Roy Jones. Like, uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> it's Roy, Roy Jones just like retired maybe two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Seems like he's been eating the whole time. <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> sorry. No. I'm sorry, y'all. Nah, nah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. But he, he, uh, Mike Tyson looked sharp. And I mean, obviously, he wouldn't fight someone like Deontay Wilder. I wouldn't even say like Tyson Fury. He wouldn't fight, you know, like that. Please that'd don't. Be, yeah, Please don't. that'd be catastrophic. 
But <laughs> I feel like he could, you know what I'm saying, do a couple more fights because this was for charity. But I want to see him in full Mike Tyson mode because the, the highlights that I saw, it looks like it looked like he was trying hard not to hurt Roy Jones. He might it might have been part of what they said. Like it, yeah. it just makes uh, you know that was one of the memes that kept, that was out about Martin. Uh-uh. Oh, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, that was supposed to be a charity boxing event uh-huh. that Martin was in. So, yeah, maybe he was trying to, yeah. When, when you fought Tommy Hearns? Yes, Lord, <laughs> help. And ended up in the wall. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mike Tyson was trying not to put Roy Jones in the wall. That's yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> Sugar Ray called. He called you to get hit, man. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. Oh my God, I love that. Listen, I don't want to fight no more, dude. I don't want to fight, fight no more. more. <laughs> nah, but, but I, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I would like to see it. I'd like to see well, him fight somebody Go else, right ahead. Go right ahead. I mean, not to his detriment, obviously, but. Go right ahead. Yeah. I'm going to just stay over here in my lane. Like, no, I'm going to need y'all to stay retired. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Sometimes it's best to, to sell off you know, just, just be just be on top. Like people think of Mike Tyson as this dominant, even though he yeah. lost a couple of the, you know, they think of him as this dominant, you know, boxer. I, I, I need people to continue to see me that way. And so I'm yeah. gonna just stay. I'm gonna just Set, stay right. retired. Yeah, he don't want to be like Jordan with the Bulls. Um. I'm not. <laughs> Let me tell let me tell a quick story right quick. All right, I'm sorry, I know we got limited time. Yeah. This quick story. The Mike Tyson's very last fight. Mm-hmm. He fought in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, he did his press conference and his sparring session at Howard. Okay. Um, thankfully, I was able to slide into the gym. I got to sneak and see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and well, I won't go into that story. That's a whole nother different story. But I got to sneak into the gym and I got to see it. But I also, um, the night of his fight, I, I didn't get to go or anything like that, but I got um, hired to work as a bouncer at the club where he was having the after part. Yeah. Right? So I got, actually, I got to meet a, a few uh, boxers in there. I got to meet Winky Wright that night. I got to meet, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who else was in there? There was a couple of other young boxers that, that was in there. Um, this was 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2006. And so um, this night I'm hyped because Mike Tyson is coming there. He got a section. Um, so I'm, I'm there, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, you know, we doing what bouncers do. <laughs> and the fight is on in the club. Mm-hmm. At this point, though, they got me working outside. Oh, no. I was a little upset about I bet, yeah. I was working outside. I... Um, and I'm still able to see a little bit of the fight, though. And I see that his towel come in the ring. And I'm mm-hmm. like, did Mike Tyson just quit? Not only did he quit the fight, he never made it to the club. I bet he didn't. Which I was totally upset about because I, I thought bet. I was going to get to meet Mike right. Tyson that night. Right, right. And to add insult to injury, I had to... Uh, throw someone out of the club. Well, not just me. It was me and another bouncer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my last night of bouncing because <laughs> after that moment, I thought to myself, he's going to remember me. I'm not going to remember what he looks like. And right. if he sees me out in the street somewhere, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to yeah. keep getting into those type of things. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, bouncing out no, for me. I'm good. Right. Yeah, you're not going to roll up on me after, you, right. after I done had to put hands on you. And I don't know who you is, and you didn't right. run up on me. So right. Yeah, that was my last day. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry about that sound. Like I'm just a nice. I'm a nice dude. So right. I would see you in the street. And just <laughs> I don't be like, want no okay. smoke. <laughs> right. I don't want none of that. Right. Oh no smoke. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, again, that was 14 years ago. Threw yeah. in the towel. Keep the towel in the yeah, ring. That's right. <laughs> just just leave the towel there. Don't leave you? the towel there. <laughs> All right, okay. let's, uh, let's jump to this, this uh, issue between the UFC and the WWE and their athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is very unfortunate. And when I started really like digging into this story, um, I was disappointed by what I saw. So mm-hmm. essentially, uh, not Jim McMahon. Is it, is it Jim McMahon? What's his name? Something McMahon. McMahon. No, I'm the wrong WWE. Okay. And Dana White are essentially the same type <laughs> of businessmen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get it. You know, you're a businessman. You want to do the best thing for business. But um some of the some of their business practices um have been called out as being shady, especially hmm. with what they're doing. So none of these entities have well, they have employees, but none of the athletes are employees. They are considered independent contractors okay right um and so they can't unionize and they don't even want them to talk about oh, unionizing. They're not employees. Okay. right yeah and one of the athletes um i don't remember her name but she tweeted about being in favor of unions mm-hmm. and within an hour or so of that tweet she was let go of the wwe Oh, so you can't have a so you, you can't, can't have, have freedom of speech. Either. Nah. So freedom of speech is gone. On top of the fact that I so I don't work for you. No. But I don't have the ability to say what I want to say. Right. Oh, that's all very interesting. And and it's funny too. I, so I think that a lot of the, the the people who go into it go in it with the idea that okay, I'll be able to parlay this into something bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, like a John Cena or The Rock, or you know, what I'm that's what I like to think about was Dwayne. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so uh, it. it I, so a lot of what I what I've heard, and um, a lot of what I heard about the whole independent contractor versus employee um, is like they are abusing that they're treating you like employees. Yeah. But you're only being uh, you're being viewed legally as an independent contractor. So they yeah. work hmm. their ridiculous hours, and it's mandatory for it. But they're independent contractors, so um, I don't know what they do about insurance. I don't know what they do about it's on them. Know. So all of that. So they just yeah. Wow. But, but that sounds still, almost mobster like some old mobster oh, stuff. That's, that's like, one. what is what is happening? 
It's 100% monster like. And I, I was listening to an interview by Jesse the Body Ventura, who's now mm-hmm. a politician, I believe, in the state right. of Minnesota. Yes. He said that he got the guys together. And I want to say this was like in the late 80s. He got the guys together in the dressing room and said, listen, we need to unionize. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, the way that we've been treated is unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So he got a vote of the people who was with him. He felt like he had enough mm-hmm. to push forward with trying to, to push a union. Mm-hmm. He said the next morning he got a call from McMahon asking him what the F he was doing. Mm-hmm. And so apparently <laughs> one of the people who was in the meeting who agreed oh, ended God. up calling McMahon. McMahon. You know, why is it always got to be that one? You know what? And this this person is actually pretty famous. Mm-hmm. You want to guess who it was? It better not be The Rock. That's all I No, 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 no. That's, this was like early, eight, I mean, late 80s. So oh, you know, I don't really, I don't, you don't know that, like follow, the eras and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Rock was more like, late I want to say late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Okay, this um, person was winning? Late 80s. Who can you think about that was like the biggest wrestler in like the late eighties? And I know I you don't follow. I know you didn't watch. Like, I, I, I was about to say I know you didn't watch wrestling, but he's somebody who transcends wrestling. Hulk Hogan. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was the Turk. He was the person who went back. To oh, you a mole man? Yeah. Come on, dude. He was the person who went back to. Uh, you rat. You yeah. dirty rat. You know. <laughs> The person that went back to McMahon and told him wow. everything like that. And that's it all kind of got foiled at that point. So Wow. Um, that's unfortunate. Even, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well all right. yeah. So let's move on to uh Jared Patterson and Listen. his performance. Listen. Eight touchdowns, four hundred and nine yards. He tied the uh, FBS record with the eight touchdowns. Crazy. Listen, that is tell one you crazy something. game. Have you seen the highlights? I didn't see the highlights. I went searching for them, but apparently there are a whole bunch of Jared Pattersons. <laughs> yeah, well, he spells it with one R. One R, yeah. And one T. So it's Jared yeah. Patterson. But um, just go to ESPN. Put in ESPN and do a search for Jared Patterson. Okay. Oh no, no, I did. So the Jared oh, okay. Patterson, the Jared Patterson that came up was Jared Patterson that plays for the Bills. Bull, Bulls. Then, Buffalo huh? Bulls. He plays for the Buffalo Bulls. No, no yeah. So, but the he, other he was one came up end, for the Bills. Yeah, the one for the Bills came up, and then right after him yeah. was the one, the old lineman from Notre Dame. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I actually I got to see the stats, but yeah. I actually didn't get to see the highlights. Listen, let me tell um, you something. This kid is explosive. First yeah. of all, because, you know, I assume you run eight touchdowns. A lot of those probably you just a speedster and you're right. getting around the corner. No. Mm-hmm. Straight up the middle. Yeah. Gone. Every time. <laughs> Every time. It's like it was like it was like a, a group of people and you just see this parting almost and he just gone. Right up. It's crazy. Yeah. Gone. It was amazing. So I like I, I wonder what team he did that to. Cause Kent State. Okay, two two D one schools. 
Yeah, no, I'm just like, they didn't play no slackers. That was Kent State. Wow. I, yeah. I would be <laughs> – now, I played on my, – my freshman year, our defense was pretty bad. Yeah. We were pretty bad. But we went from being pretty bad to by my junior year – actually, my sophomore and my junior year being a number one defense in the country. Mm-hmm. Not just in black college, but the entire country with the number one defense. Right. And so I think about my freshman year and, like, how much we gave up. And it just didn't feel good. Yeah. I cannot imagine giving up 400 yards rushing. To a running back just yeah, by himself. I cannot imagine. Now, we gave it up to some quarterbacks, like Charlie Fry from Akron. Yeah. Back in the day, like, he did a number on us. Yeah. But eight touchdowns and 400 yards rushing. From one individual. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh Lord! One individual. Yeah, yeah, yes. But so, shout out to him. though. Yeah, shout out to him because that's that's a your stock just went all the way up. Uh huh. <laughs> and now, if you don't get drafted in uh, at least the first two rounds, you don't get drafted in the first couple rounds. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because running backs be just don't get drafted high like that. But nah. you, you still like, yeah, bro. Like with the yeah. way that Zeke's playing, I don't know if uh, running backs will get drafted high like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Or pay just for that for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Shout, he might shout have out ruined. to Kamara for being the for being the last one to <laughs> <laughs> to get his money because Zeke, oh Zeke making it hard on y'all out here. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, on to the real. Yeah. Now, I didn't hear about this story, and I yeah. went and researched it after you told me about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, this guy is in that line of yeah. black quarterback excellence, and he was like a black quarterback in the NFL when um, – That was unheard that, of. That was unheard of. And, and as a matter of fact, he actually had to play in the CFL before he was able to play mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He um, had to go prove himself he had to as prove himself. a professional quarterback. Crazy. Crazy. See? Yeah. Um, but Warren Moon. Yeah. Warren Moon. And so um, he's the president and co-founder of Sports One Marketing. Mm-hmm. And now, so what exactly, what exactly are they like dedicated to doing? sure that's a good question i want to say i don't know i don't want to tell i don't want to say it wrong i don't know let me ask, let me look it up though oh, it. okay it looks like he, and it looks like he <clears throat> he has quite a few like he has quite a few oh yeah he got um, a lot of stuff going on things that he set up like he he has the uh the crescent moon foundation mm-hmm. um and he's a board member for the Rose Bowl Foundation. Which I did not know. Yeah. I, it's all of this, and it's funny because I, you know, um, for a long, long time ago, long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long, a, long time I was a high school quarterback. <laughs> so um, this is before the days of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of my coaches used to have like a tape of black quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so Warren Moon, um, Randall Cunningham, you know, all of those guys were like on this tape. And like Warren Moon, he Warren Moon kind of reminded me, even though he wasn't as as um 
mobile as um what is his name his name is escaping me now um he passed away in 09 played for the oh um, steve mcnair steve mcnair i don't know how i forgot steve mcnair's name yeah um, but he 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 rem they reminded me of each other like just kind of um like their mechanics and their mm -hmm. you know just the the mm -hmm. smooth way they played the quarterback mm -hmm. position mm -hmm. and i remember when i found out that i was going to be the quarterback I couldn't find a warm moon jersey, but I ran uh -huh. out and got a Steve McNair jersey. Oh. <laughs> so I wear my little Steve McNair jersey all the time. Yeah. I know that I play quarterback. I, I'm the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I'm the quarterback. That's uh -huh. <laughs> funny. So, okay. So I found out what it is. So they are a global sports and entertainment marketing aid agency that leverages $20 billion of relationship capital. And thir with 38 years of business experience, they bring athletes, celebrities, and businesses together. It says to make a lot of money, uh -huh. help a lot of people, <laughs> and have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you I go. can imagine that making a lot of money. Make a, a lot, lot of, of money. Yeah, yeah. It would be fun for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, he, he's so also a cool. part of um, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, it just seems like he he has his hand in like just a bunch of different arenas. Yeah, which is certainly yeah. cool. Yeah, we we always think of um, Magic as the business right, mogul the guy, mogul. but yeah. yeah, but we there are quite a few. Yeah, so yeah, he's just, just kind quietly of the, the doing one that's his out there, but he he's doing this yeah. quietly. Yeah, I can appreciate. I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So shout out to him. Shout out. Warren. Yes. Yes, not just for this, but just being right, who everything. you were for the whole time. Like right. class act guy, just yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. All sure. right, feel All good right. final thought. Yeah, like now I this, know our criteria. Well, feel good final thoughts. Right. <laughs> We've been doing this a lot lately. It's like no, it's too much. But these these at least they pair. They they kind of are. They have a similar. Uh, Common, they have a common, they have a common theme. theme. Yeah, they have a common theme yeah. um, because this is a, of course, you know our criteria: eyeball, sweater, smile. So mm -hmm. today we got a big smile on smiles. our face yeah. because the common theme is of uh, girls who runs the world. Girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who run the world. Girls. Girls. So we've got um, Sarah Fuller. Uh huh. And I'm sure most of you have heard this by now. Yeah. Who um, first female to play in a power five for a power five football team? Mm. Not the first female to play college football, but yeah. the first one to play for a power, power five, five football team. Mm -hmm. And she is their place kicker, yes. I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I, I had to find it to watch like that moment when she kicked right. off for the first yeah. time. Yeah, oh, you saw it? I did. Yeah. I did. It was pretty awesome to watch. You, you know what's been messing me up? Well, what? I won't sidebar this because I want I want to make sure I give her flowers. But <laughs> not being able to see football on the weekend. Oh, like, yeah. With working. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's, ah. Uh, yeah. All you get is highlights. It's right, a little different. Right. Yeah. But I, I, did, I did get to see her. Uh, um, I did get to see her Post-game interview? Off. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, 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 I would love to see that. No, it was I, I did get to see her kick off, and I was like, I, that that was just so dope to me. Yeah, you know? and I know that there's been you know uh, a woman who's played football and yeah, college, yeah, 
But at Vanderbilt, <clears throat> right? But on this level, like yeah, yeah. No, this was pretty awesome. cool. She yeah. yeah, and and her her post game speech was just great because the essentially she just she didn't you know they wanted to talk about you know all blah 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 being a woman and all. She was like, I just want to have take this opportunity to tell girls everywhere that you could do anything you want to do. And I just yeah. thought that was such a great, she used a platform. Yeah. Such a great opportunity to share, like right. with these young ladies. And I just thought it was cool. Like, go do you, girl. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah, shout Kudos out to her. her. Yes. Um, and that second yeah, one now. Shout out to uh, Vanderbilt for yeah. allowing this. I, I, I think I told the story on the podcast some time ago about how my high school coach felt about the young lady who came out to play football mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but for actually saying like, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Shout out to them for allowing that. Yeah. No, it's great. I love it. I love it. But then you turn around and fire the co- Anyway. The, the, um, the coach who made the decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So our next one. Yes. Yeah. Well, this- so... Oh, okay. wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. The, the, the one thing I want to say first is that we've talked about how the NFL has brought uh, women in as coaches. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it was a surprise when people said this was the first, first t- female yeah. to coach a position group because people were like, well, there are already female coaches Mm-mm. in the NFL. Not, not quite. I mean, they, they are, there are but coaches. they're not, yeah. But to actually coach a position group is right. something entirely like to be the coach right. of the position group is something entirely right. different. And yeah, so, no, because most of most of the time. So Jared, do me a favor, just quickly explain, like with football, how you have these coaches who are uh on this side, you know, like there are coaches who yeah. never get to see the field because they're doing right the behind the scenes with like strength and conditioning coach. Like that's what they got at Tampa Bay, a female strength and conditioning coach or, you know, that kind of thing. Well, especially in the NFL, you have coaches at every position, right? Right. Like if you have a quarterback, you have quarterback, you have a quarterback coach Mm -hmm. receivers, you have a receiver coach, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. D-line, linebackers, right? But you also have coaching coaches on the staff who – may just analyze film mm-hmm. and they may cut up the film and look at other teams and give you their tendencies. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also have coaches who may be assistants to mm-hmm. a position. Like they may not be the, <clears throat> the offensive line coach. They may be the assistants of the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And so they do, they may work out on the field with them, but they may also do some behind the scenes stuff that are mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff that is tailored to the offensive line. And so to actually be the coach over top of the position group, to be the quarterback's coach, to be the running back coach, to be that coach, this is the first time that there's been a female to be that. Yeah. Kelly Brownson. We hadn't said her name. Kelly Brownson. We hadn't said her name. Kelly Brownson. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Kelly. Kelly Brownson. Kelly Brownson. Mm -hmm. But but what team uh, (laughs) is she the coach for? Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Browns and coaches for the Browns. Yes. Which oh, we were certainly humored by when we saw oh, yeah. that. <laughs> Kelly Brownson yeah. coaching for the Browns. The Browns. So, yeah. But shout out to her, too. Yeah. 
Good stuff. And the Browns, because yes, it's one thing to bring a, a, a bring in a woman to coach, mm-hmm. but to actually have her be uh, responsible for a position group yeah. is huge. Yeah, and it just continues down that line of progress that yeah. I would think that needs to happen in order for this to seem genuine, right? You know, and not just a PR stunt. Right. No, it was good stuff. Right. So shout out to all good those stuff. people involved, yes. but especially shout out to Callie Brownson. Yeah. Um, for like continuing to yeah. to push Press the, that the envelope. For, yes. Know. Let's go. Yeah. I love it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get my chaplaincy. Yeah, I listen. We, we, I'm we gonna get, get it. I believe it. I believe it. Like, listen, like I, every... I already. I just know, like the 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 uh, um, Carolina Panthers are gonna come calling at some point. Listen, I said it. I'm like, let me just be like, we don't even have to call it a chaplain. I can, I yeah. can just be your spiritual spiritual coach. Let's yeah. do this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go. <laughs> Shoot, even the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Like, if if you know if Charlotte. Yeah. City Charlotte, all of your sports teams. If <laughs> you need, if you need, if you don't want to call it a chaplain, if you need yeah. a spiritual advisor. Yeah, we got one for you right here. Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot this to Michael Jordan. Oh Lord! <laughs> no, you, no, oh, you might, you might need to shoot this to Michael. I was Jordan, gonna say, I, don't know if he gonna, <laughs> I was just about to say that. I don't know if he's gonna get that too much uh, from you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll be cool. To both of these women who, you know, yeah. push progress forward. Like absolutely. Love it. to them. Yes. So yeah. exciting. All right. All right. Show picks. What you watching? Yeah. So to for me it was a Queen Latifah moment. Oh uh, yeah. Um she is one of my absolute favorite individuals in this mm-hmm. world. I love her spirit, her tenacity, her grace. Um, I just love her as a person. And yeah. so I just had a Queen Latifah moment and so uh-huh. I watched one of my listen bringing down the house is one of my favorite movies yeah. to watch when I need to pick me up because when uh-huh. I tell you Eugene Levy just brings life to me hilarious <laughs> hilarious <laughs> See, <Martin is> <laughs> you got me straight tripping boo <laughs> <laughs> listen telling <laughs> I'm telling you he that is my favorite part like yeah. him him, yeah. So bringing down the house, um, and just right. Yeah, and I told you how my I mom like, feels about that movie. Listen, actually, right. she, it was both just, of them. Yeah, like she loves both of them. Yeah, and you know, um, my niece always says, "Auntie, you just you you are uh, Queen Latifah in just right." <laughs> All right, yeah. She's like, "You the home girl. You you the, you because know, you love sports like you do. You the home girl." I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, but like Queen Latifah, am I going to be by myself forever? Because I can't, you know. Well, no, nah, because you saw at the end of the movie. I know. She uh-huh. ended up with the man. So, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. What All right. you so watching? Mine, this conversation between Steph Curry and Barack Obama. Oh, my God. Did it for me yesterday. I, I was watching it um, as I was, you know, well, not I'm watching saying, it. I was listening to no, it. I, yeah, yeah, watch yeah, it. Like, I, was, I was like, don't say that. Yeah, no, no, no. I was listening to it as I was, you know, navigating yeah. the the country. My ways and my ways. Right. Of, uh, <laughs> good old Georgia. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> and um, I, just that that whole conversation. One, um, I just I, I I really appreciate the man Barack Obama is, I, and I know he gets a lot of um, scrutiny and flack, you know, um, but one, he was our first black president. Yeah. Like nothing is going to like no matter what you say about history what he is did, done. Like, right. Yeah. But just the, the 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 nature of him, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. you know, the, and obviously that, I don't the know. Genuine, him, the genuine sincere nature of the man. That that's what I'm what that's what I'm getting. At his core. Yeah. Yes. And so it like it's on full display in every conversation you see him have. Yeah. Right, because he he just did a con- he just did a uh, interview with the Breakfast Club, maybe mm-hmm. a week ago, and I watched that as well. Mm-hmm. But to um, to to see this conversation and to actually see like you can see that they they are they're friends, buddies. They kind of know each they other, buddies, you know, like for right. real, like yeah. yeah. Steph Curry and and Barack Obama like play golf together. They right. they right. friends, like and I, I'm sure they play basketball together. Oh yeah, you know we, that. We, we talk about that walk off three. That, oh, uh, listen, let me tell you, that was the coolest <laughs> thing, and that's presidential, right? Right. <laughs> but no, but yeah. I, um, it just was a great conversation. If you guys get a chance to um, go take a look at it, it's on Please. YouTube. If you search it, you know it'll, oh, it'll it's pop right up. Amazing! It was so yeah. good. Just to hear him, I think last night when we were talking about this, I said my favorite part was when he talked about his mother-in-law oh, yes. checking his children. Uh-huh. Like that was my favorite part. She's like, "Y'all ain't did nothing. Y'all ain't did do nothing. your homework, right? Your <laughs> daddy's president. You ain't did nothing, right? You ain't did nothing. Go do your homework." Hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. So yeah, but I, I, you know, I still have to order my book because I, I have to, of course, yeah. read it. But yeah. um. Yeah, no, I, 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 that was an amazing conversation. When you said yeah. this is what you were picking, I was like, yes, because yeah. it was, it was an amazing conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. We at the end of another one. Yeah. At the end of 89. Yeah. Means Y'all, we working. Coming on up. <laughs> we working. We working yeah. on it. Like, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we gotten some stuff together. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, L, if you're listening, um, I'm going to make sure, I know how you feel about moving around on COVID. I'm going to make sure you come down here for this episode. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully we will be in some, see some down, some, some yeah, stuff some going down, down by trends. then. That's March. Hopefully, yeah, because so, that's March. Yeah, yeah. But um, as always, we appreciate you guys. Um, for those of you who are new or who just haven't done it yet, go to our IG page and follow us at Phil, the number two, The Real Podcast. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at Phil, the number two, the real P1. Um, go to our YouTube page, Phil to the Real Pod, the Phil to the Real Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, comment, um, and just Facebook. you know. Oh, Facebook now! I'm tripping. So we uh, we got a new Facebook page. Um, certainly, if you are on Facebook, look us up at the Phil to the Real Podcast. Um, and if you just want to reach out to us, like I said, if you want to be on the show, I had some people, you know, tell me they wanted to be on the show, but ain't follow up with me. So if you guys want to, you know, j- join the show, you want to give us some feedback, something, yeah. email us at uh, feel to the real podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we, we, we love you guys. We appreciate you for continuing to 
to watch us and to support us. Um, and it was something else I was going to say. Oh, for those of you who uh, <clears throat> continue to interact with us on social media, yeah, starting to see the numbers go up. We 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 truly appreciate it. We've been yeah, you know, making sure we putting the time to interact more because we asking you guys to interact, but right, um, we, right. we gotta you know make sure we do things on our end. So for those of you who um, are continuing to like or starting to interact with yeah. us on on social media, we truly truly appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you. Well, we love you guys. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.